If you throw out all the labels, then you just people you have to actually get to know someone for who they are. <laughs> crazy, crazy idea. Crazy idea that someone's not just going to be, you know, oh, she's like a plus size model or she's a sexy girl or she or that's just a regular boy. Or like, you know, it's it's crazy. I, but I do understand sometimes when people get a little confused and, you know, you add all the genders and the non-conforming gender queer or whatever. But it's, it's really just about just knowing the person and who they want to be and whatever. I think it's just trying to open up the windows and understanding. You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Nikita Dragon has made her mark in the beauty world as one of the top contenders on social media, creating fun and inspiring makeup tutorials for modern day glam queens. Nikita is a proud trans female and has been incredibly transparent to her fan base of over 1.7 million followers throughout her entire transformation process, documenting and sharing vulnerably on her YouTube channel. She's also a recent college grad, having just received her degree from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Nikita lives and works in Hollywood, so I loved having her over to my place to record this episode. I just watched some of your your videos this morning and I was so inspired by how open you are. You mm-hmm. really are. You seem to be just like open book. Anything goes. You share so vulnerably and so bravely. And um, I was I was like laughing when I was watching your videos. I was tearing <laughs> up. I was like, holy shit, you really just you will go there. So yeah. is there anything that comes to mind that you're that you're like, oh, man, I never talk about this, but. Yeah, I mean, I I think lately I've been really hung up on the idea of like, you know, what I guess female everything just kind of embodies. I feel like lately, just kind of with my transformation, obviously, from going male to female, going through the whole process of, you know, just changing actual everything about me and, you know, just kind of matching my outside to my inside. I feel like through the process, I've like learned so much about like what it actually means to be a woman. And like, it's so much more than just like, you know, big tits and a big old butt and, you know, makeup and just a whole, oh, I I think lately, because I felt like last year was more so my puberty, if you will. And then this year I felt like it was more of my like womanhood and like kind of coming into my own and trying to understand like that womanhood doesn't really consist of just being, you know, very like, oh my God, laughing at every joke and really taking a backseat to like, I guess men in a weird way. I know that sounds like kind of like a really hard topic to go on right now, but I feel like I just have been like debating it in my mind so much about You know, there's like a lot of traits that I felt like I had to kind of hide because I was like, oh, that's too masculine. That reminds me of my like past life or whatever, Um, just by, you know, sticking out for myself or by kind of being a leader or kind of being a little bit more um, hands on the wheel and approach about a lot of things. And I was like, no, I need to kind of throw that away because that's not in my mind. I don't know why I was depicting, you know, womanhood to be so much like light and feminine and just like, let me be a girly girl and like, (laughs) like girl next door. Um, but I feel like this year, I, out of anything, since it's like, I feel like it's now like, what, the end of the year, almost about to be, about to be 2018, I feel like my whole idea and concept of like, you know, womanhood and femininity is just so different. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's really, that's a major one. Mm-hmm. And so can you tell us a little bit about kind of what maybe your view of being a woman was and and how that's changed any specifics that come to mind or I even hear you saying that like you've been able to maybe embrace more of 
what be would be considered like masculine energy, like being more intentional or aggressive or kind of like having your hands on mm-hmm. the wheel, like you were saying. Um, and, and what does that look like trying to kind of find that balance, especially as you were saying in our, in our time in history where women have more space to, um, speak up yeah. and to kind of embody who we want to be and what we want to be. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, I completely agree with everything you're saying. It's like, crazy because I felt like when I took on the role of like womanhood, I didn't really realize that I get all the perks, but also all the other stuff that comes with it too. You know, it's just like, you can't just assume the role and all of a sudden you only get the like light fluffy stuff on the top. You really get down in the surface level. And I feel like by living my life as Nikita, I learned more and more just like different things about, um, you know, womanhood. And it's just like, I really honestly initially thought that womanhood, like I had to be, you know, prim and proper and like girly girl boobs out like at all times and just like really just showing out and showing off and just kind of like the almost essence of like a woman but like on the extreme scale of like everything really heightened and immense because I thought I almost had to like cover up and um kind of had to like overcompensate almost and I feel like that was like a really big problem for me especially in the beginning because I was like okay like if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it right and I'm gonna just try to like be the best girl and have no one question it and everything and I really just threw again like I said so many attributes of myself away um Mm. because I just thought it would keep me too grounded in who I used to be um but you're right like the space of women and everything right now is just changing so much and I found out like you know I have to use my platform to not only cater to you know, being trans and working out those things, but also too, like women um, around the world, they're just going through different things. And um, I kind of get to take on that role and kind of have, I guess, like a, I don't know, like an arm in the fight against a lot of different things. And I just really never knew like the different prejudices and different things like that. Like, you know, when I did kind of switch over, you know, men would treat me different types of way. And sometimes even women would treat me different types of way. And it was just like a lot at once. But I feel like since it is the end of the year, I'm just like realizing everything, like everything's just kind of coming into one. And I'm just like trying to focus on how I want to be um, in the coming years. But um, my online presence especially was really kind of pushing me into different areas because I felt like whenever I would slip or whenever I wouldn't play that girly girl, that perfect, oh my God, like Barbie um, girl next door, a lot of people would kind of do you know what the word clocked means? Yeah. You do? I mean, but you can explain okay, yeah. it for, you can explain okay, it for yeah. other people. Of course. The but clocked I- is kind of like bringing, like pointing out the truth of something. So for my instance, it'd be like, oh, you're, you know, you're used to be a dude, da, da, da. Yeah. I'm clocking you, you know, just um, kind of having. Getting called out. Getting called out. Yeah. yeah. Pulling something to attention that necessarily you might want, not want to. So a lot of people would clock me all the time online whenever I just stray from it too much or, you know, or just even a little from that perfect fantasy girl of like you know, boobs up or whatever, they'd be like, well, your voice sounds like this lower here. or You have that one mole there and oh my God, or, you know, oh, why, why are you even wearing baggy jeans? You know, just like different stuff. And I felt like I was on this pedestal of like womanhood and I was just like, God damn, is it really like this for girls all the time? Cause it's just like, give me a break. Like, God damn, this is so exhausting. Like I just want to have one moment and, you know, anytime I sometimes take my makeup off or whatever, I would feel so self-conscious because I feel like people just come and try to rip me a new one all the time. And I'm just like, ugh, like, it's hard out here for a girl. It is. <laughs> it really is. But, you know, I think that it's just given me that power and that voice to, like, really want to just push for a lot of different things. I think um, just everything has been changing so much rapidly with ev- just, like, all aspects of everything, but um, especially just – women and just everything in general is just kind of, I mean, it's exciting, but it definitely is like really fast paced. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So I know, um, I know just a little bit about you. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know that you have 
sisters, right? Mm-hmm. And you have, and your mom has been someone who has been a huge, it seems like advocate for, yes. for you. And she seems so loving and accepting. Um, what has it been like for you as a woman to interact with your sisters and with your mom and what have you learned from them? And what do you guys share in terms of like, how do you all talk about femininity yeah. and being a woman? Yeah, that that was the crazy part. I felt like my sisters were really great about keeping me in check, and especially my mom, because all of my sisters and including my mom are like very tomboy in a sense. Like they have that like, you know, they have like the balls. Like they're very just like, you know, they're not like just the frou-frou girly girls. They have like grit to them. You know, they have always stood up for themselves. And anytime I would go to that length of just being like, oh my god, like what? Like that's so crazy. Like literally, they would come and check me. They'd be like, why are you talking like that? Like yeah. why are you being so extra right now? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I think that's been the greatest thing because they would check me so often about, you know, just that over concept of what I thought the woman womanhood was I was almost like drawing attributes from like every like important woman in my life and just kind of combining it to like almost like a character chart right it's mm-hmm. like a character almost, um into this thing so I think my my mom especially just really would always check me and my sister would just like keep me in line about like what like you know why are you you don't have to do this much all the time or you know I'd be all skimpy all the time especially in the beginning right after I got my boobs I was like okay like let, I have to show them off at yeah, every yeah I have to show them off at every moment I mean that's fine too but um, I just really felt the need because I just thought that that's, that's what was going to prove that I was woman enough, um, mm-hmm. to everyone. Um, so yeah, so they really, really kept me in line a lot of the time, but my mom was like, look, if you're going to be a woman in the dragon family, you're going to be a tough ass girl because we don't have any weaklings in our family. So even if you're a girl, you still got to be just as tough. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. So I think that's what I gravitate towards. And especially I think now um, within my friends, like especially girlfriends, I really only gravitate towards like really strong women because I just like, I can't do it if they're like weak or just like, and it sounds so bad, but I, I really feel like a lot of times I'm just like, girl, like, what are you doing? You can't let this person treat you like this, especially if it's a man girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, I get all crazy. But, um, you know, it's just like I feel like because I fought so for so long to get to this point of womanhood that like I really appreciate it because it wasn't just given to me. Yeah. So a lot of things I'm like, girl, you have so much power and you have no idea. And I can't believe you just you know, let this person treat you that way. But yeah, so like <laughs> off topic. But yeah, um, uh, my sisters and my mom definitely kept me in check a lot of the time. That's so, that's amazing though, that they, they're like, you're, they're in your corner. They're Mm -hmm. like, you got this. And you know, it's, we need that as women. We need, we need to call each other out. And if, like you said, even with your friends, if someone is, you know, stepping all over you, it's really important to have a friend that can be like, oh, hell no, no, that is not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. (laughs) Not okay at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally. So as you've sort of tried to find, like, I, I'm hearing you say that as you've gone through your process of Mm -hmm. transitioning, that you went from kind of being, being someone that was like, I have to get rid of anything associated with like masculinity. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, oh my gosh, I can be an empowered, strong, feminine woman. Mm -hmm. Um, what does that look like in, in a practice, like as a business owner, as someone who is in LA and you are stunning and you do have amazing boobs and everything that you're, (laughs) (laughs) everything that you're, that you're talking about Mm -hmm. that makes you an amazing woman. How do you find the balance in practice? Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I think that I really had a great business sense and a lot of that, especially business wise, I would let kind of take 
I would kind of have like the I would take the back seat a mm-hmm. lot of times to mm-hmm. the men or, or to just different people. Um, not only just because of like almost like an ageism type thing because I am so young, but also because you know of my gender now, a female, and so I just thought that they would look at me you know, for my body. And I think it really kind of takes them for a trip when I do stand up for myself. And I'm just like, no, I'm not doing that. I will be paid this much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I really, really go in with these men because I am trained actually in business. I went to school. I just graduated. Um, Congratulations. Um, Yeah. So I I did school. So I just graduated in August. So I went to school for business and marketing. So I think it just takes a moment, especially when you see all the fantasy of like Nikita and like all the craziness of it. I think a lot of people get caught up in just thinking that I'm just some twiddly dumb, dumb little another LA girl Mm -hmm. just running around not knowing what's up. And um, I think it really does take them by surprise when I do kind of just have it like just I don't know it, it's, it's it's something in me that's always been there. Um, yeah. And you're willing to push back and use your voice. Yeah. To let people know what you will and won't do. Is that, sure. is yeah. That no, literally. And it, I feel like it's just such a harsh, harsh, harsh reality out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned that very quickly. So beyond just playing that just fantasy card of like, oh, I'm just going to be hi. How are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I've just learned over this past year that you just really have to you really do have to have the balls in this in this field. Everyone does. Um, and it's it's it is it has been pretty hard, though. Not going to lie. It's just, yeah, it is kind of hard to just bring those characteristics back. But I just feel like, you know, who I was before. I mean, I, I was that for almost like 18, 19 years. So to kind of throw everything away, um, I feel like it would just be kind of sad because, you know, those those experiences, those those traits really made me who I am today. So it's mm. not just saying like. Nikita is some new person. I feel like it's the same person, just with added added features. Yeah. <laughs> add, add a little something. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you have any specific either stories or instances or mm-hmm. even things that you can um, share that were times where you did use your voice and, and kind of bring, like you were saying, kind of that masculine, what gets viewed as masculine? And yeah. that's, I think, the thing that I, the thing that I'm so interested in yeah. is that like, it isn't, men aren't the only ones who can own having balls and being strong and being assertive and using their voices and having boundaries. Like society says that is a, that's a man's thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Oh hell no. No, it's not. We get that too. Yeah. And so I think it's almost about bringing the conversation of shifting perception and ownership Mm -hmm. and, being women who can be in relationships and can exactly I was about to say relationships is the biggest thing right now that I'm facing I feel like that to me is just like the one of the key roles that I find myself in that I'm like okay this this like kind of masculine or whatever what's perceived society perceives as masculine side comes out because I'm just like I'm not here to play those little girly girl games throw me around booty call 3 a.m in the morning baby like that's not happening but at the same time it's just like you know in the role of being women like I'm I mean I think it should be totally fine to have a healthy little kindling moments and a healthy life and not be perceived as a slut or just perceive as like some little hooker or some whore um and I feel like it's just so different especially in the role of relationships because I really take it very serious and I feel like I do in the most sense like wear the pants in the relationship and very like not forceful but I have that sense of force in me I'm not just like that little twiddly thing so I think it really again like for me especially 
lately because it is cupping season it is around the holiday so all the all the boys come around and they're like hey like what are you doing like you know they're really wanting to settle down it's like hibernation season with the bears mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so it's just it's been a little bit of a throw i mean i'm totally okay with just you know asking the guy on a date paying for my own meal of course i mean that's so old whatever but asking them on a date asking them hey like what are we Hey, maybe if you want to just have like a cute like hookup moment, whatever, on to the next one. Like, you know, it's just being upfront and real about it and not feeling ashamed or feeling like I have to be the one to like be penalized for it. And I think also too, like, you know, if someone gets out of a relationship, if the guy does or something like that, and then you get involved, it's like, I'm not, why am I at fault? You know, just because I'm the girl? No, 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 baby. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So I think, I think for me lately, it's just been mostly in relationships that I found myself like, having those masculine you know traits and that people are just like thrown for a loop they're like well oh my god you can't be acting like that i'm like well the boys do all the time like why can't i why can't i act like that too absolutely Mm -hmm. so have you found that the boys that you've dated or asked out um are they open to you being like that or have any of them been like get back in your place yeah i mean i have for sure gotten kicked back before um i think it just they're they're you know used to that idea of having a good looking woman and they just kind of sit in their place and kind of do what they're told and kind of just twiddle along with them and um when i have given them that kickback actually oh my god good experience i jog my memory halloween i was in a white i'm painting the picture i was doing white ferrari i was in a kill bill outfit i was in my thurman blonde hair samurai sword important important thing the real one because i didn't want the fake ones look so cheap to me so i was like i got a real one of course don't know how (laughs) Um, and I was in this Ferrari with this rapper and he was dressed as Jon Snow. So I really couldn't take him serious the whole time, honestly, but I got in, he dropped his phone. It was under the, um, the seat or whatever. So he's like, he's like, get that. It's like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Whoa. All right. So, I mean, I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, you know, he's flustered. We're leaving for the club, whatever. And my other girlfriends were in another car. So I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. So, like, I did my thing. I was, like, trying to get it. I was, like, oh, my God, this thing is under the seat. I'm in a tighter outfit than you are, sir. But I will give it to you because you're dressed as Jon Snow's. It's fine. <laughs> trying to get the phone. Comes back. He comes back for a second. You get it yet? I was, like, oh. no. I'm trying really hard. You need to calm down. I finally was able to get the damn phone. And um, he comes back in the car. And then we're, like, getting our things and everything. And then, you know, he's just very uh, abrasive the entire time. Was like, this a date? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We were, so my girls and I, we had gone over to his house and like, you know, he and his friends were like, you know, loading up in different cars and like all the nice, fancy, expensive cars, whatever. And then of course my, my ass had to be stuck with him because I guess he thought I was the best looking one. So I was like, okay, great. So then I go in this car and then it was a whole moment. And then we're, st- we're still driving down this hill. Cause of course, you know, they live at the top of the hill where you don't get any service, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're driving down and he's like speeding the whole thing. Like, like everything's flying everywhere. He's like, okay, get that. Da-da-da. And I had both of his phones two phones of course <laughs> and you know someone's so it got to the point where someone was calling him as a girl and then he's like looking at me he's like who's that i was like oh i don't know like you know some girl like whatever he's like okay don't answer and so i clicked the like off button and it hung up on her he was like why would you do that i told you don't answer but you don't have to hang up on her like a whole moment and then i was like okay nikita 
hold up. I was like, I did not get in this tight thing for him to treat me this way. So I turned to him and I was like, I am not going to let you disrespect me like this. If you want to drop me off on the side of this hill, I will more than gladly. That's totally fine with me. I was like, I have the samurai sword in between my legs right now. I was like, I'm not playing these games. Like this will not fly with me. I was like any other girl, not me. I was like, I just met you. I don't even know your name. And it was so weird. He like flipped 360 in like two I kid you not two seconds like like a new person was like oh man I'm so sorry um I'm so I'm I really appreciate you like thank you so much sorry it's just been like really stressful like da 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 like da 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 it was crazy but I I to myself I thought while I was in this ride because we continued on but like the whole time he was like really nice after this but I was just like oh my god I really believe as though like some girls would actually let this man treat Mm -hmm. them like this Mm -hmm. or like and it was like one of the first times I really experienced that like feeling of like that kind of like male dominant kind of situation of just being like the little thing. It was crazy. I've, I've, I've really never experienced it to that extent. And like, cause you're like, you're like half afraid, but then also half like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a really weird situation. Yeah. But you pushing back almost gave him the kind of like, Oh, the check. Oh, oh, of oh. like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really intense. Re- wow. What about, um, you said that sometimes, um, when you're shooting, Sometimes people will try to shoot you in different ways. Have you ever said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that or I'm not comfortable with that? Or mm-hmm. have you ever talked to anyone who's shooting you and said, you know, please shoot me this way? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I get caught up in the role of like, you know, they want to try to shoot me super, super sexy in mm-hmm. this whole moment. And I'm okay with that, you know, expressing my sexuality and having my whole, whole thing. And I think it's a great little expressive thing. But I feel like, especially in those situations, I feel like I want it to be very controlled. Um, and you just never know these days <laughs> with pictures and videos and all sorts of things. And I feel like just being a, a TNA girl, like, is just not flying. And it's just not cute a lot of the times. And I feel like, when it's for your own personal gain or for your own personal enjoyment, it's you do what you want, but under your own circumstances. And I felt like when I have gone through this transformation, again, like I said, I was just this heightened version of like womanhood. That was like my idea. So I was just like boobies and booty all the time. And I, I, I just thought that that's what it meant to be a woman. Like, oh my God, this all the time. And I just was like so caught up in it. And I feel like I especially was getting the pushback for myself when I was like, when people were trying to take advantage of it or trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna shoot you this way. Like just pose like this, like maybe more skin, maybe this, this way or that way. And I'm just like, no, like, and it, it's, it's scary that that happens so much, um, obviously in this industry and it's really unfortunate, but, um, yeah, it's just different things. And I've actually had a shoot before where they tried to, I feel like clock me a little bit more. They try to, you know, like shoot me in a weird angle. So I look more broad and like all this stuff. So like, you know, give me a little five o'clock shadow and you know, you have to be a little very, very like, on one with these people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I know. Oh, Lord. Um, okay. So now when it comes to you, because you you just finished your degree and mm-hmm. you are this strong, sexy woman, how do you how do you want to be seen? How do you want kind of to be perceived since you have all of these facets of being sexy, of having the beauty and having the youth, but also having like an empire and knowledge and an education and experience that you have so many different facets of who you are. Um, how do you want to be perceived and how do you make sure that happens? Yeah. Um, I think I just want to be perceived as just honestly authentic. I just want to be perceived as that same girl that left from Virginia two years ago and got here. So I just 
really think that that's what's created this empire and my success is just my authenticity with all the filters, with all the photoshopping, with all, like everything that you can add on to social media. There's just a lot of not authenticity, you know, mm-hmm. no, not authentic people or perceptions or fantasies or whatever you want to call them. And I think that that's what's helped my success because I have been so real and so honest and so gritty about you know, dark times, but also really great things too. You know, I've been open and honest about my surgeries or about, you know, different things in my life and about situations that necessarily don't, maybe don't paint me in the right amazing way. But I think by showing my faults and by being so honest with it, it really takes away the power from people trying to twist my arm or trying to, you know, use those things against me. Um, and I just, I think that, yeah, just, I really want to be perceived as Nikita and not anything else. Cause I mean, that online person that everyone sees is exactly who I am, you know, in person and exactly who I am in real life. So I think just perceiving me for who I am is obviously the biggest thing. But, um, you know, like you said, I have so many facets and everyone has so many facets. I feel like when people get categorized, I mean, I broke enough categories in general. I've got, we got the sex category. We got all sorts <laughs> of categories that I've like demolished and labels and everything. So I'm just like over them, I'm, like no labels for yeah. 2018. Can we just, can we just get rid of them? Ooh, point, I right? like that. No labels in 2018. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, I've even, I've been thinking about, um, how there were, there were all the, you know, everybody went through the whole, like the future is female. And that was like such a, such Mm -hmm. a thing that I think people made a lot of money on that. And I think they still are selling, you know, like female empowerment t-shirts and, Mm -hmm. um, really getting into the, that, which is amazing. And like we're talking about, it's so important for women to have empowerment and equality. Um, but I guess what I, feel like is the next step after that is, is just getting rid of the labels in general general. Mm -hmm. and ripping off like non-binary. Like why do we have to, it does. It really throws people for a loop. Why do you think it does? I think just because like people really like to have their P's and Q's and they like to be like very like, you know, mashed potatoes over here, P's over here. Um, and it, I think honestly, the change just scares people in the way that they think that they can't keep up. Like they're like, okay, well, what do I call this person? Or if there's no label here, then what is the like? It just really by throwing out the things that people have known for so long, it really just intimidates people. But it's kind of crazy because it's just like if you throw out all the labels, then you just, people you have to actually get to know someone for who they are. <laughs> crazy, crazy idea, crazy idea that someone's not just gonna be you know. Oh, she's like a plus size model or she's a sexy girl or she or that's just a regular boy. Or like, you know, it's it's crazy. But I do understand sometimes when people get a little confused when, you know, you add all the genders and the non-conforming gender queer or whatever. But it's it's really just about just knowing the person and who they want to be and whatever. I think it's just trying to open up the windows and understanding. Mm. I think when people just have that like white or black kind of situation or mindset it's just easier for them Mm. um so it's just like kind of like a learning thing sometimes yeah I wonder if I wonder if all the labels um like you said having everything separated Mm -hmm. it kind of go it sort of feels like old like it feels something like evolutionarily speaking right. like it's sort of a primal okay this tribe is over here and yeah this right tribe is over here it crazy? and it's very yeah it seems like something that we're almost trying to evolve out of mm-hmm. but it's taking a while because there's sort of um Push instead back. of it being yeah mm-hmm. instead of it being like oh this tribe lives in this part of the country and this tribe lives over here mm-hmm. and you know they stay there and they stay there now it's kind of like well what if we want to what if we would just want to get together? Yeah. Like what, what, what happens? And then everyone's like, no, I'm such then- like a, we're such millennials. We're like, 
no eyeballs and everyone's like what (laughs) (laughs) i know but it's it it is scary to some people Mm -hmm. i think the idea that um it's kind of the identity of it the the control it it um it seems to almost provide safety and security of being like well this is who i am who i am exactly and so so it's less sometimes i think about other people and who they are Mm -hmm. and rather than being like oh i need to I need mm-hmm. to put you in this box. And mm-hmm. it's more like, I want to make sure I know my yeah. own box. And I'm, I want to make sure I'm safe in, in this box that is, you know, woman or mm-hmm. American or gay or straight Literally. or whatever the labels are. Um, and so, I, I mean, I'm with you, girl. 2018, right? no labels. No labels. <laughs> and I think, I honestly think it only benefits the youth for real. Like, it's just like, if could you imagine what would life be like if there was really like not as like so much... I feel like labels are just so prioritized, especially from an early, early age. Like, I mean, I remember as far back as like first grade or second grade to knowing that I was different. You know, Mm. at the time, obviously, I thought I was just gay because that was all I knew in white Virginia, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, I was like, oh, crap, I'm like gay. Um, So I think, could you imagine what the youth could feel like if there wasn't that pressure to fit that certain this or that or that? Like, I just couldn't only... You know, I've seen so many even younger kids on Instagram, like they're, you know, fully beat with their makeup and everything and expressing themselves. And I think it's so crazy and amazing. But I'm like, oh, my God, this is like great. Like, I want this to progress. And I just like I could only imagine like what if I, you know, was back in those days, didn't feel like that pressure to do this or do do that. Like, who knows who I could be? I mean, (laughs) I didn't do too bad now, but (laughs) still you're getting it, girl. (laughs) You're good. You're good. But still, yeah. What what would it look like? And I have friends that have kids. I don't have kids, Mm -hmm. but I, um, I have friends that have kids and it's so interesting to watch them even just teach them about body shame, things like that, where they're just like, they don't want their kids to feel that they don't Mm -hmm. want their kids to be self-conscious of like, I need to be a certain way or look a certain way, or I need to cover up a certain way. It's just more like, you know, if you're five and you want to run around the house naked, fine, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Um, and so it is really weird to think about kids having a different level of perception of what's possible and um, to have a different level of freedom when it comes to, I think, labels. I love, I just love, I love where you're going with that. Such a good one. It is. No labels, 2018. No labels, no labels. So, um, so besides, besides all of that, do you have any sort of um, either a daily practice or just a practice in general mm-hmm. that you use to support you in your own daily life? Like whether it's, you know, a spiritual practice of any sort of meditation or mm-hmm. um, even, I don't know, do you have like psychics or anything yeah, right. like that that you work with um, to support you? Yeah. I mean, I think I just really try to um, have a real moment with myself. I feel like when I'm so busy and so caught up and posting and trying to be active on social media and just trying to like get that persona going and um, everything moving, I feel like I a lot of times I have don't have that much time for myself. So I do have like a quiet moment, especially when I'm getting ready. I feel like when I do my makeup, honestly, that's when I get to think the most. Mm. And I'll only do it for a little bit, like a good 20, 30 minutes with no music, just doing my own makeup. And I feel like I'll just, re- I mean, I can't do the whole you know, two hours, usually what it takes me, or I can get ready an hour now, but two hours, like usually. And I feel like, um, it just really gets me thinking. I get to really focus. And I feel like that's my only really moment where I get to like really just sit one-on-one with myself and just have a really, 
like face my everything that's been going on. And I feel like that's what I've been trying to learn of that balance of kind of being in the realm of social media and everything and keeping everything going, but then also being honest with myself. Mm. I feel like I personally tend to just like let things bottle up in the way that I'm like, okay, well I'll deal with that emotion later, whatever it is like, you know, heartbreak or sadness or stress. I just kind of just push it aside and I'm like, okay, well I've got to keep going with this track of like that crazy, happy Nikita dragon. And, um, it, it's been hard, but I feel like it, it leads to by just facing it, like and just getting your cry moment or whatever it is, or just your mad moment, whatever. Um, just out in the moment, as opposed to just keeping it in. I mean, that's been my biggest thing because I just feel like I'll let it just like I don't I I will not admit to myself that it's bottling up. I'm like, no, I know I never let with I'm let good. things bottle up. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm like over here like and it finally cracks and then all of a sudden it's like all hell breaks loose like crying and I'm like I don't even know what I'm crying over anymore like you know it's just like something from like three months ago um so I don't know I think I just do have like a very like honest moment with myself a lot of the times and yeah I try especially when I'm getting ready for wow. different things yeah it's almost like your meditation yeah no really <laughs> honestly because I feel like you know when you're blending your eyes shutter, you're just like like back and forth but um I don't know I feel like Oh, it, it, it can be a little stressful a lot of times, especially when you get the estrogen mixed in it. It's like I'm always on my on one at all times. <laughs> so you just never know when um, the emotions can come boiling up. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's sort of a it's sort of your grounding time with yourself. Yeah. Which that sounds I mean, now I'm like, maybe I should, should be taking more time to right? do my makeup. <laughs> that sounds nice. I know. Just to have that like that moment with yourself. Yeah. Even if it's just to like kind of hype yourself or whatever. I feel like this year also too, I've been learning to um, give myself more credit. Mm. Even though I feel like maybe sometimes it would seem like I would be like narcissistic or something like that. Sometimes it is good to have somewhat of an ego. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just never really let myself have that moment until a couple months ago honestly like to have that like you know if someone compliments you or if you do have a moment of success or whatever to be like yo like good good job like a good pat on the back and it really took me a moment to like not to like kind of just acknowledge my own accomplishments I guess wow yeah well what if you want to acknowledge yourself right now do it girl go I mean she's looking pretty cute (laughs) but I'm also I'm also doing really great things lately and um I do want to Knowledge myself for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing that's great that you're proud of? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just working with a lot of um, organizations, you know, trying to get back um, to the community to be a voice in the community, I guess. I mean, it's kind of hard when I'm so young to like realize how much of a platform I really do have. It's ca- kind of hard not to look at the numbers and just see a number as opposed to like an actual person like mm. viewing my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do, even though I am so young, I do want to take on a more serious role, you know, for trans youth, um, but also for women, like I was just saying, um, and just trying to do more to benefit the greater good as opposed to just me. That's amazing. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? What's your, what's your vision and in, in getting involved there and, um, what specific things are you doing to yeah. to support, especially the well, trans youth? Well, I think honestly, what, what was so crazy is because I started this journey by being so honest and so open. And I feel like the past couple of, you know, this year, I feel like not that I wasn't as open, but I just felt like it was so old news. I was like, what am I going to sit here and talk about, you know, a month update of like, who, who Nikki, you know, I just felt like everything was done. Like really, because again, like last year, I felt like it was my puberty of like getting into who I am. And like this year, I've been like very like, just me and I feel like that label <laughs> again throwing that out there of like trans and whatever is so important but at the same time it's not like who, everything of who I am mm. so um you know I think 
I started being less honest in a weird way and um, in sh- less sharing. Like I just wouldn't mention something sometimes. Um, and I kind of got away from it because I was like, oh, well, you know, if I go on a Tinder date and he goes and searches me up, he's going to see my YouTube. And then all of a sudden I'm talking about, you know, a guy trying, trying to clock me. And, you know, I was just like not as just open and sharing. And I felt like even though I have made a success of it, that, it, you know, it does still really help a lot of people to be so open and to be um, to be so out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just I've just been trying to have like a good talk with myself of like, you know, this is what's kind of made you and really just kind of not straying away from that. Like it's almost like kind of going back to basics, I guess, for me. Um, and yeah, but in terms of like actual involvement, I've been working with like HRC, GLAD, um, and the local LA LGBT centers and things like that. So um, just trying to really honestly be an advocate and a voice, but then also to just um, for other things too. Because again, like I said, it's not like everything of who I am, but at the same time, it's a big role in my life. Absolutely. I really am grateful that you're someone who's using your platform to also give back because I think it can be so easy to mm-hmm. get caught up in how much there is to do and yeah. how many brands are waiting on content and mm-hmm. how many, you know, even your own your own followers and waiting on videos and there's so many things to do yeah. all the time that it can be so easy to you just get lost in it. Yeah. You just get caught up in your to-do list and it's fun and it's important. So it's not like it's a bad thing, but it can be I think difficult to remember to also prioritize that giving back component and, um, and also using, using platforms for like something greater than ourselves, which Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's really rare. Um, I feel like at least in, in a lot of the, um, influencers and different, um, people online that I've worked with, it's, it seems to be rare that a lot of people, um, are wanting to give back and be yeah. an advocate. Do you find that or am I just I I do find that. I like I said I feel like people really get caught up in their own fantasies and they just get so lost in it. Mm-hmm. And I and even I had to have a real moment with myself like I was saying it was just this year I felt like even though there had been so many great things and so many opportunities given to me and um different experiences I feel like I just got lost from what initially my roots and just like the basic one ones And I feel like a lot of people have that, whether it is this lifestyle or even if in their career or just um, their everyday life, it's just sometimes you forget where you started. And I feel like that's why I was saying this year is about getting back into it and about not throwing away who I used to be and, you know, just trying to be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like a lot of people lose themselves mm. um, in general. And I, I felt like they just don't I'm like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, like, do you do anything for other people? Like, because it just seems like so selfish, so selfish to just be taking all the time and never really kind of giving that energy out back. And it, then they, they're sitting there wondering like, why do I, why, why is no one watching me anymore? Why are, why are my subscribers gone? And, you know, mm. they're just so focused and worried about that where I'm just like over that. I'm just like, I had my moment of focusing on that for a second. I was like, oh my God, I need to make sure this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, girl, it's, girl, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm happy. And, um. Yeah, but again, like I would totally agree with that. Do you have any friends or colleagues that um, are doing a really good job of of giving back and of focusing in into other areas that matter to them and not just on their own on their own content? Oh creation? my god, yeah, no, one million percent. And it's been people I've closely surrounded myself with. Amazing. Um, and I think that a lot of my friends are just so much older than me. I mean, not like so much older than me, but they're you know up about twenty five, and um, I just think that it's important 
to have like great role models around you, Absolutely. even if they are way more successful than you. And it is really intimidating to be around them. Um, you like learn, you really do learn a lot from them. And I, I feel like that's what I've been so great at is just keeping my eyes open and not necessarily in a user way, but mm-hmm. like in the sense of like understanding that, you know, I can learn and um, from different life experiences and different things from them. And, um, but also too, like, I think it's been great that I surround myself with people that also can maybe learn from me too. It's not just like a one way thing of like, I'm older than you, mm-hmm. you listen to what I do and then not the other way around. So yeah, my friends have been so charitable, you know, with St. Jude's and just different things and, you know, no kill LA and just been very advocate about different things that they're very, um, you know, have a place in their heart. And so I'm like, okay, you know, we do have a platform. And I just, again, like I really used to see it just as a number. I'm like, I don't, you know, it's like whatever. I'm like, who really watches my Snapchats when I'm over here, like going all crazy, getting like turned up on the weekends and getting all wild, which is great to do. But when I was doing it all the time, it's just like, maybe it's not like the best thing to show all the time. Um, so yeah, I think they've just really taught me the importance of like, you know, this role. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing. And it's inspiring. And what, like what you're saying about keeping people around you that you can learn from, mm-hmm. that's huge. That's, yeah, I think but then the also, biggest... to, which, okay, this is the other thing I, sorry, I'm like on a whole tangent, but get I'm like, it, get this it. is like perfect. I feel like this is like really thinking, making me think about all the things of the year. Yeah. I'm just like, also, it's too great about like, you know, knowing when the relationships aren't great, you know, mm. when it is toxic and we're, in a, you know, it's, it's not, I feel like in this industry, especially, it's like very like you get caught up with certain people and then you're worried to disassociate yourself because of like, you know, that you think other people will get involved and you think people are just going to talk and have a whole drama and like, I don't know, but I just feel like it's just great to know that you have the power to, you know, whoever wants to be in your life, you can keep in your life, but it's not like you have to. So true. Yeah. So but it's, true. It's, I do, it's so funny because I just, I always get caught up in this like, oh my God, I'm in this whole fairy tale land and you know everything that i'm going through no one else is going through but it's like everyday people are going through the same things with their you know friends or with their friend groups and stuff like that so it's just like to think that i'm just like over here like in la la land <laughs> literally yeah literally um but yeah so that too it is it's true and i think sometimes people are toxic there are there are people who are just they don't have your best interest in their heart mm-hmm. and in their mind. Um, or maybe they do and they're just in a place in their own lives that's unhealthy to the point that it's hurting other people. Yeah. Um, and I think there's almost – I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of an idea in society that if you're a good friend, you're a friend forever. And I, yes. I just <laughs> – Oh, my God. Wait, that was like – that hit me. Did it? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, wait. It's so accurate. Yeah, but but you can be a good friend and still be someone who says, okay, actually right now I need to take a step yeah. back. Yeah, Girl. that's a lot there. Girl. <laughs> Cheers to that. Like, <laughs> Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q&A with Nikita Dragon about her social media practices. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya? <laughs>